Hi there, folks. Welcome to the program. Do you believe that the United States, many technology companies, military companies, are partnering with Chinese companies when it comes to military technology, when it comes to all kinds of technology? What is America doing about it? Joe Biden took some steps last week, but do they go far enough to stop us collaborating with our enemy, which is the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, We're going to talk about that with the new federal state of China. Nicole Tsai is here. Let's get the party started. Uncensored and unapologetic. This is Stenchfield. Here's your host, Grant Stenchfield. All right, folks, as I mentioned, Nicole Tsai is with us with the new federal state of China. And Nicole, you tipped me off to this that we really have companies partnering on all kinds of military technologies. You know, I knew about regular technology, but military and aerospace, to me, this sounds like insanity. Well, they're not breaking the law because it's all governed by uh, the longest running U.S.-China accord. It's called the U.S.-China Agreement on the Cooperation in the Science and Technology, signed by President Jimmy Carter and the former CCP Paramount leader Deng Xiaoping in, 90, uh, in 1979. So it's been running for 40 years, and this is a government-to-government collaboration in the research and technology. So under this framework, many U.S. research and institutions are collaborating with the CCP's PLA, the People's Liberation Army affiliated research institutions to develop technologies that are supporting the modernization of the PLA. So this is all legal and this is all protected by the U.S. legislation. And this is the reason why Mike Gallagher, the chairman of the uh, subcommittee on the CCP and nine other Republican congressmen written to to Secretary Blinken, asked Joe Biden to stop this legislation when it is uh, set to expire on August 27th. So let me take this step by step. So going back, that's a ways. I was just a kid back then. I have to believe that uh, America could have never been totally on board with the Chinese Communist Party. But were relations any better than they are today that would this this legislation would have ever made sense? Well, this legislation is supposed to be reviewed every five years, and the U.S. has the opportunity to scrap it. So this time, uh, it will expire on August 27th. And this is the the reason why some Republican congressmen has urged Biden administration to scrap it. So we haven't heard back about whether this legislation will indeed be scrapped or not, because under this legislation, the U.S. law will protect the collaboration between the research institution in the United States of America with the CCP PLA affiliated research uh, institution. So this is my problem with American government going back for decades. You say this legislation should have been reviewed every five years or, or has to be reviewed every five. What in the world are we thinking five years ago, 10 years ago? We knew that this was had, had to be a huge problem. And yet here we are now wondering if they're going to review it uh, uh, again and, and and ultimately overturn this? You can't have American companies giving sensitive technology to Chinese aerospace companies. Well, you know, that's that's something that I've been wondering why the U.S. media is not talking about this. I mean, this is not conspiracy theory 
or classified information. It's public domain. It, according to the RAND report 2023, which is sponsored by the Office of the Secretary of Defense, I mean, they really publish how the U.S. research institutions have been supporting the modernization of the CCP, the People's Liberation Army. And they talk about, that they name the names, the American universities and the CCP uh, uh, universities, how they collaborate and in the areas of, uh, you know, aerospace and hypersonic and the missile. So basically, if Xi Jinping launched the attack on Taiwan or uh, launched a missile attack on the U.S., the CCP is using the U.S. provided technology to attack us. So that alone to me is craziness that we would enable Xi Jinping, the Chinese Communist Party's expansion across the globe, uh, them expanding their footprint, certainly through threats, whether it's financial threats or whether it's the threat of using force as we see in Taiwan. You had mentioned the the companies. Um, you guys provided me this, this document. I'm going to throw it up on the screen for those watching on Rumble. Um, those listening to the podcast, I'll, I'll explain some of it to you. So this is a chart of U.S. collaboration on aerospace research with PLA, that's the People's Liberation Army uh, in China, affiliated organizations. Now, it skyrockets. From 2011 to 2015, you have basically three collaborations to between 2016 and, uh, and 2020, 15. And on this chart, we've got Colorado State University, New York University, University of Southern California, University of Kansas, University of Houston, Louisiana State University, then uh, all working with China Aerospace Research and Development Center, uh, all, all kinds of Chinese companies here. Now, to me, we've got American universities that are working with well, this Chinese aerospace company, explain to me what they're doing. They have to be working on military technology. Absolutely. I mean, they're working on a joint program to promote uh, military technology. And according to the RAND report, I mean, the CCP's technology is not sourced from their own uh, innovation. And the U.S. is the largest provider of the technology for CCP. And the RAND report also indicated that the U.S. Army and Navy technology is the most highly utilized technology for the, for the, C, for the CCP PLA. Imagine that. If, God forbid, we went to war with the Chinese Communist Party, we would have American technology responsible for the deaths of American soldiers that's the reality of this situation, isn't it, Nicole? Well, absolutely. I mean, the close analogy is the U.S. taxpayer dollar funded COVID-19 in the Wuhan lab has killed more than one million American people's life. So this has already happened right before our eyes, under our nose. So how long this administration is going to continue condone the CCP's atrocity using Americans' investment and technology to kill American people. All right, let me put another chart up uh, on the screen. And again, I'll describe it for those listening on the, on the podcast. And we're so grateful for everyone that tunes in. This podcast is just growing at record numbers. But um, this is the number of U.S.-Chinese aerospace research collaborations by category and topic. So um, you have 
radar, satellite, autonomous, target tracking. I mean, clearly these are military deals. Hypersonic, target detection, missile, scramjet. Um, so w- when you have, explain to me what this chart is, because seven sons of national defense and arms industry, China, all organizations. What are we looking at here, Nicole? Could you see it? Absolutely. So the seven sons of the national defense refers to the seven PLA affiliated research uh, institutions and colleges. So basically it's their universities, but they're funded by the Minister of the Information Technology, uh, directly controlled by the CCP and affiliated with the P- People's Liberation Army. So their job is to harvest U.S. research and technology for CCP's military purpose. And that's, the, so they're called right. the seven sons of the national defense. And then more specifically, there are also PLA directly affiliated organizations and research that is going to be directly deployed to the CCP's military purpose. It is super dangerous to the American people. And I'm so glad your platform chose to cover this topic because no other mainstream media, no English media is going to talk about this. All right. So let me make this clear. When I look at this chart and I see something like target detection, China, all organizations, 23, seven sons, uh, 11. These are 23 instances of U.S. Chinese aerospace collaborations. Is that correct? Absolutely. So those numbers are the number of joint uh, program or collaborations between U.S. and China. It's all protected by the U.S. legislation. I mean, the CCP also indicated that under the U.S.-China agreement on the technology and information cooperation, there have been hundreds of programs being conducted over the last Nicole, 40 years. I hundreds of programs. flabbergasted that I'm reading things like hypersonic, target detection, missile systems, scramjet, and you have 24, 22, 18, 10, 16, 11, 13 collaborations with the United States in these highly sensitive, deadly programs. Well, absolutely. And this is how the CCP military has deployed this technology to launch cyber attack on the U.S. government, on the U.S. private industries. And for example, TikTok, I mean, they're using the American provided technology to harvest American consumer data and send back to the CCP country. I mean, so the CCP are using the the, the American technology to attack American people's freedom of speech. All right, I saw a, uh, a piece that the BBC did um, and one of your colleagues tweeted this out, and it was about how easy it is to hack into many systems. And they drilled down, then they started to say how many Chinese-produced cameras are in the United States with IP addresses that I would assume China could have access to, and they used a hacker to break into many of these systems, uh, which it's illegal to do, but they showed how easy that this hacker could do it. But I'm afraid of how prolific... Chinese technology is here in the United States that could be spying on us. Let me play a little clip from this BBC broadcast and then get you uh, to respond. Chinese-made surveillance cameras have been found surprisingly close to home. I walked into the home office lobby 
as I was there standing at the desk waiting for my ID to get checked, you know, as I do, given my job, I've looked around to see what kind of cameras they were using. Connor had been invited to a meeting with civil servants in 2021 to discuss surveillance technology. I immediately spotted a camera on the ceiling, uh, which I knew to actually be manufactured by DAWA. It never occurred to me that, that by going to a meeting at the home office, I'd actually be able to say, you know, not only are these two critical vulnerabilities, in fact, they can be used on the cameras you have in your lobby. With the gallop of technology, we are finding ourselves exposed to things that didn't happen in the past. Perhaps in the old days, you might have said if you were bugging someone, you had to, 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 to break in late at night and plant a bug. These days, the target's putting it in for you. The government says it takes the security of our personnel, systems, and establishments very seriously, and has a range of measures in place to scrutinize the integrity of our arrangements. All right, so Nicole, the government, and in this case, it's the British government, can say whatever it wants to say about how seriously it takes it, but there's Chinese technology that's literally looking at people there. We know about the electric grid in the United States where there's Chinese technology and transformers, and there's been reports done over and over again about the ability that, that we believe that China has in order to, to infiltrate our electricity grid. I would assume they could infiltrate our security systems and our cameras too here in the United States and Great Britain, all of our allies. Well, absolutely. Miles Guo, the leader and founder of our movement, he had already been a warning that the CCP provided uh, elevator, smartphone, and even the chips inside the um, the um, fire uh, extinguisher. They all carry the backdoor uh, spyware that can harvest the data and send back to the CCP. And imagine the CCP is the largest manufacturer of the uh, elevator inside the America's five-star hotels and uh, uh, medical emergency equipment. And all these things can be equipped with the CCP spyware to steal American people's data. I mean, it's all because we are having a tie with the CCP country, not only in technology, but also in consumer electronics, everything. And plus Wall Street is continuing pouring money into the CCP country to fund those researchers and uh, manufacturing site. Do you think that, well, look, I know, I guess it's a rhetorical question because I know China is building these back doors on purpose into much of our critical infrastructure. Do you think it's as easy for them, though, to access that back door they've built in that it's it's just as easy as flipping a switch? I mean, could they turn our lights off? Could they stop our elevators? Could they tune in all of our cameras? Is it just that easy? Well, this is a very important question we should be asking for the uh, U.S. law enforcement. They, they should be doing the risk assessment on the, all the uh, uh, product sources from China, because we know the CCP is capable of doing this, and they have the technology capability of doing this. So it's whether they are going to, you know, turn the switch or not. So it it, it is amazing uh, to me. It is amazing to me that um, what we see and hear and watch, it lacks from the mainstream media that you and I talk about this. We think the entire country should be talking about this. And yet the mainstream media refuses to talk about any of this. Well, and there are a lot of American PR company and the, the lobbyists. So they chose to represent the, the CCP companies like Huawei and TikTok and ByteDance. And they're trying to persuade the U.S. lawmakers to continue to allow these companies to operate on the U.S. soil. 
And so that's why we're still having the TikTok on the um, uh, iOS and uh, uh, Android system. And uh, Huawei is still not completely banned in the Western society. So these all send very strong message that we are in bed with our, our deadly right. enemy. So I, I want to talk about Sequoia in a moment. This is a huge company with billions of dollars in investment in China, here in the United States, and some of the biggest technology companies uh, that, that we've seen. Uh, but before we do that, so Joe Biden issued an executive order uh, recently that basically restrict outbound investment in CCP tech companies. Um, I'm skeptical of this executive order. It seems to me to be a step in the right direction on the face of it. I'm shocked that Joe Biden would issue this executive order. Can you help me understand what this executive order means? Will it work? Is it strong enough? Or are there end runs for these companies to to find ways around it? Well, to his credit, this is a small step in the right direction, but there's no effective date. So the, there's no immediate legislation who will that will hold companies or individuals making investment into the CCP country accountable because the Department of Secretary will take months long to to define the scope and also to work on the rulemaking process. So basically they will, um, you know, pose public questions to solicit public input on a number of questions. And they will take months to define the scope and to detail um, the craft of the legislation. So nobody is going to find out that when this legislation will actually be taking effect. So this is more like, um, performative action how do you unwind it i mean it it does not surprise me that the federal government and this is under both democrat and republican leadership that it takes so long to get anything to happen so here he issues an executive order uh it was reported on the media a little bit last week that that he took this step but it was basically reported that this is happening that you can't invest in but that's not the case this isn't happening now as you tell me for months maybe it could be a year or more before this happens so in effect we still have companies investing in china technology that could kill american citizens absolutely so this is only to prevent the future outflow of the U.S. investment into the CCP's high technology sectors. It doesn't stop the ongoing academic research and collaboration between the U.S. institutions and the CCP-affiliated or the PLA-affiliated research and institutions. Because remember, the technology transfer is more important to the CCP than just the money investment. And plus, they're only targeting three sectors, that is AI, um, quantum computation, and um, microelectronics. But the CCP has long adopted a military uh, civil uh, fusion, So, which means that they, they have other industries or companies that don't appear to be military well, affiliated, but actually they will be used for the military purpose. Is there a ban? I didn't hear you say a ban on on uh, the military industrial complex and military grade collaborations. And that's why we're asking if you really want to solve the problem, cut off the entire 
uh, money flow or yeah. investment into the CCP across all industries. Because what about the consumer electronics? And what about the Wuhan Institution of Virology? And what about the um, millions of dollars that supported the, the research uh, program in the CCP affiliated universities? I mean, these all are very dangerous to America's national security. Well, this gets back to the goal of the new federal state of China, founded by Miles Gua, and of course, you're such an integral part of Nicole Tsai, uh, is to decouple the American economy from the Chinese Communist Party and China in general right now to basically cut the head off the snake. You cut the money, you cut the finances, they're so reliant on us. The problem is, as I always say, we're so reliant on them right now. We've got to do a better job of getting less reliant on them, but we've got to start cutting the money back. That brings me to Sequoia. Uh, you showed me a video, and I'm going to play it for, for the folks, about Sequoia. This is a huge investment firm that has billions of dollars of investment in so many tech companies, many in China, China. Uh, just just watch this and then Nicole I'll get your comment on the uh, on the other side. Do you ever wonder who's really pulling the strings behind companies like Google, Twitter, Apple, and many more? Who's controlling Wall Street and corporate America? Meet Sequoia Capital, an American venture capital firm that many of us have trusted. Well, prepare for the shocking dark truth behind it. The head of Sequoia Capital, Neil Shen, he is not only a partner of Sequoia Capital, but also Xi Jinping's money manager. Did you know that Neil Shen provided a staggering $800 million to fund Elon Musk's $44 billion takeover of Twitter? Today- All right, Nicole, I'm going to play a little bit more of it, but I want to make something clear to people because it sounds so nefarious. It sounds, here's the CCP guy and he's investing in $800 million for Twitter, and, but he's done nothing illegal. He's he's actually I would offer up that he's been completely enabled by the federal government to do what he's doing. Well, absolutely. I mean, these people, they appear on MSNBC and they tout their investment in the CCP country. I mean, the Wall Street love them. They're Wall Street darling. But these people are working as Xi Jinping's money manager or the white glove money manager to help the CCP to scam the money from the Wall Street and then put the investment into the CCP's PLA affiliated um, uh, military uh, research projects. So- and so this is the reason why that we need to expose people like Neil Shen because, hey, you know, he's not a uh, just a global partner of the Sequoia Capital. He's a CCP member. Yeah. He works for Xi Jinping. And, and see, my problem is there will always be people like him working for people that we are at odds with. The people that I need to get on board with this are the American lawmakers and the American business leaders that have a way to stop this investment from happening. And yet it seems so hard to get them on board with this very simple idea of decoupling from China. And this is the reason why that we have to uh, show the American people and the lawmakers to see the connection between America's technology and Wall Street investment into the hum- with the human rights atrocity and the U.S. national security threat. Because a lot of people, they don't see that. They're only seeing one, one side of the coin, which is to make money and to sell more routers and sell more equipment. But they don't understand that these the exact same 
technology and product and services will be used against America's own national security. Yeah. Um, let me continue this video here because uh, it is eye-opening and, and more of the American public needs to learn what's going on here. Sequoia Capital manages over $13.8 billion in funds and has successfully invested in over 500 startup companies in China. Many of the invested companies have landed on the U.S. capital market through IPOs. Sequoia Capital, once regarded as a reputable firm in the U.S., has been tainted by Neil Shen's deep tie to the CCP. Speaking at the CCP's 100th anniversary, Neil Shen said, I'm committed to attend the 100th anniversary of the CCP. I encourage you all to invest in and advocate for China. People are starting to question whether Sequoia Capital is a threat to the U.S. and if they're part of a hidden shadow government. Miles Guo has been warning about the dangers for years. It's time to unveil the truth behind Sequoia Capital's connection with the CCP. All right, so there's a very, very important message. Take down the Chinese Communist Party. And I'll just use it as an excuse to give give all of your social media handles. Uh, NFSC Speak on Twitter, NFSC Speaks on on Instagram, Getter, and others, uh, and nfscofficial.com, and I urge everyone to visit those those uh, outlets. Um, Nicole, there was one line in there that got me because I believe that there is such thing as deep state. Call them a ruling class of career bureaucrats that are part of the elite ruling class, that these power brokers are all in bed with each other. And I believe this goes all the way back to China as well. In the video, they called it a shadow government. That video talking about a shadow government, is that the same thing as the deep state? Well, to me, they're the same thing. I mean, the CCP has become a de facto shadow government of the U- of the U.S., and that is the deep state. And that's why when we start talking about these things, we start draining the swamp because they are part of the swamp and they're the deepest and dirtiest swamp. We need to expose them. And the CCP is not a socialist dictatorship. They're in bed with American elites and they're trying to create a new world order to go- to govern or enslave people from around the world. Yeah. Uh, the goal, I believe, is to do away with American sovereignty. Um, America is the leader of the free world. There is no doubt in my mind, even with this administration that is so inept, America is the leader of the free world. And I believe we will be for a long time because the American people are so strong and we're not going to give up our we're not going to give up uh, the beacon of hope that we are for the rest of the world. But we need to start leading. And in many respects, we're not leading. We're falling behind uh, the likes of China who is also recruiting other nefarious players like Russia and, and Iran to join this expansion that ultimately China wants the UN, the World Health Organization, the World Economic Forum, all of these groups to overtake the United States and and, and kill American sovereignty because I think in the end these groups like the United Nations, China is the one that's pulling the strings. They're the ones in control of these so-called global establishments. Well, absolutely. I mean, the CCP has effectively um, made all the international organizations to their own greatest advantage. I mean, U.S. is providing the largest amount of funding, but the CCP became the biggest beneficiary. 
I mean, for example, the World Bank and uh, the WTO and United Nations. And so that's why I support the legislation or the idea to stop funding these yeah. international organizations because they have become the CCP's apparatus. I mean, what does the World Health Organization do to help American people to find to fight the pandemic? Nothing. Nothing. They supported the CCP's propaganda and they supported Fauci and the deep state and to create the false illusion and started this vaccine mandate that killed more American people than the World War One, World War Two, or combined casualties. I mean, this is the deep state that we're talking about, and we need to drain the swamp. Yep. Uh, we absolutely do, and it needs to happen sooner than later. In my personal belief, President Trump's the guy that could do it. In fact, he's the only guy that we need in there, which is one reason why I'm so pushing for him uh, to come back in. Uh, you know, Miles Guo, as you know, the founder of the new federal state of China, is despised by the CCP for everybody out there listening. Um, this guy right now, I believe he's locked up on, on bogus fraudulent charges here in the United States following the, the, uh, the ruse of the CCP. Uh, but with that, you want proof of just how much the CCP hates him. Um, Stamp, uh, was it Stanford? Yes, yeah, Stanford did a study of the, the call it Twitter attack of Miles Gua from China to take him down. They want to just ruin him. They want to disparage his name. Is that the goal of this? And then I'll play the video about Stanford, Nicole. But is that the CCP's goal? They just want to ruin him any way they can. Well, the CCP has a very clear goal that is to stop any whistleblowers because the whistleblowers like Mr. Mao Zedong and the new federal state of China, we have a mission to tell the entire world, especially the leader of the free world about the CCP's unrestricted warfare against the the freedom. So that's why we're considered enemy number one by the CCP. And that's why the CCP has used the nation state, um, you know, technology and the resources trying to destroy us, uh, even on the U.S. soil. Yeah. L- let me play this little video about what Stanford found. Watch this. On June 17, 2020, Stanford University's Internet Policy Center released a report confirming that the CCP had hired a large number of online trolls to launch a cyber attack on Twitter against Miles Gua, who's known as the biggest enemy of CCP. According to the research, tweets were topically divided among four main groups. The Hong Kong protests, COVID-19, Miles Gua, and Taiwan. The experts observed an unusual trend in these tweet activities and found that these accounts were created in bunches all on the same day and with similar usernames. Another report released by the International Cyber Policy Center at the Australian Strategic Policy Institute observed that the campaign directed at Miles Gua is by far the most extensive. The report from Stanford University highlights two waves of CCP attacking Miles Gua on Twitter between 2019 and 2020. During both attack waves, Miles Guo was the main focus. He faced non-stop online attacks from the CCP because he stood strong in his mission to take down the tyranny and fight for the rights of the Chinese people. So it's amazing to look at the graphs because it's crazy, the explosion of tweets against Miles Guo, and then it certainly looks like they're using bots and technology to, to wage this barrage on him. Well, uh, this is uh, has been going on for for years. 
the moment he started blowing whistles against the CCP, I mean, he's not only just, uh, you know, targeted by the CCP's Twitter attack, but also the hate and disinformation campaign launched by the Wall Street Journal, New York Times, uh, MSNBC, uh, Mother Jones, and you name it. Yeah. There are a number of the U.S. mainstream media that have been bought out by the CCP, and they have, too, also launched a uh, relentless attack on the Mao school and also our our movement. So we know the infiltration of the CCP in this country is very deep and wide. My fear is that they infiltrate the Bureau of Prisons in the United States. We know what happens to people uh, when there's infiltration in prisons. They end up dead. I believe the CCP wants nothing more than to have Miles Guo dead. Um, I hope and pray they don't get into the prison system to kill him there. That has to be a concern. Well, this is the reason why every day, you know, we will not stop for a second talking about Mao's school and because we want the entire world to pay attention to his safety and because we all, we too fear for his life because, you know, even in this country, the CCP's penetration has been running very deep and rampant. And so, uh, and that's why we are telling the entire world, hey, pay attention to the Metropolitan Detention Complex where Mr. Mao's school and, um, uh, another, fellow supporter uh, Yvette Wan are being de- uh, detained. And so I'm praying every day that America continues to be one nation under God and please protect the freedom-loving fighters and people uh, in this country fighting for our own freedom and independence from the CCP on the U.S. soil. Yeah, there are so many people putting their lives on the line to uh, make sure the message of freedom get out and to push back against the CCP. And in fact, many people are risking their uh, lives, certainly financial lives here in the United States, when we see the attacks on anybody that embraces freedom in this country uh, or embraces President Trump or really is just a conservative in general, uh, the war that is being waged on them. And so uh, all across the globe that there are people like this, and we're grateful for them, for those people that fight for freedom. Um, Nicole Sy, let me just give out the – oh, let me, let me just give out the uh, um, website again, NFSC, uh, NFS – cofficial.com nfscofficial.com nfsc speak on twitter and nfsc speaks on getter and of course instagram um as always it is so great having uh you nicole on the program and i'm grateful for you and the new federal state of china well, thank you so much for having us. I am too very grateful of coming on your show. And you know, you have so many followers, uh, from our movement that want to be, uh, the Stinchfield army. So well, thank you so much. You know, what's one of the most humbling things for me, Nicole, is to know that the new federal state of China manages to get little bits and pieces of this and my real America's voice show into and past the great firewall of China to the people and whistleblowers that are there that are hungry for freedom. It is humbling for me to know that people are people there behind that great firewall are actually seeing us together uh, fighting for them and them risking just watching us. The amount of risk that it takes to uh, try to absorb the message is uh, certainly a humbling aspect for me. Well, it's very humbling for us um, to be inspired by the spirit of 7076 and by the American spirit, by the American dream, because it's the American spirit and American dream that continues to inspire people in China and to inspire people from our movement 
uh, to fight, and we will not stop fighting until we're free. Never. Uh, I'm right there with you, Nicole Sai from the new federal state of China. Again, thank you so much for coming on the program. Thank you. All right. And, uh, folks, it is not a coincidence, as she mentions, 1776, that my handle on Instagram and Getter and Twitter is Stinchfield1776. Uh, I urge you to give me a follow there. Check out the website, grantstinchfield.com. Spread this podcast far and wide. You can find it on the Rumble channel. Uh, As I mentioned, we're working to get the YouTube back. National Rifles Association getting involved, seeing if they can help me a little bit there. And uh, so hopefully, maybe that will happen. Uh, if not, though, the podcast is taken off. Subscribe, Apple, Spotify, anywhere you find podcasts. Uh, let us keep climbing the charts. Thanks to all of you. Stinchfield's Army Rolls. We'll see you here tomorrow.